So in a, uh, in a safer this week, you know, everything has a, has a meaning. There's nothing in Yiddishkeit, even if it's seemingly trivial, if you can use that word, minig, everything has deep significance. The dreidel, something that you know, children play with on Hanukkah, and we know the makar. But even a dreidel has a profound lesson for us. And that is that just as the dreidel, you spin it, and sometimes it lands on one letter, a good letter, sometimes it lands on a bad letter, and then you spin it again, and it's a whole new thing. That's how life is as well. Life, Chazal tells us, is a galgal hachazer. Life is a wheel that's forever turning. And sometimes people that you can't imagine that were on top of the wheel, they were doing so well. They were making millions. They were successful in their field. They were happy. They are prosperous. And then the wheel turns and it finds them in a matzah that is on the other side, on the bottom. And suddenly they find themselves unemployed and in a bad situation. And that's how life is. Say in Halal, which is really the site of Hanukkah, is the Halal. That's the whole motif of Hanukkah, is really giving Shavach to the Rabbi Shalom, being Makertayv, praising him. Mikimi me'afar dal, we say in Halal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu picks up from the ashes the dal, the person who is impoverished, the person who is poor. The wheel can turn for him also. HaKadosh Baruch Hu can take a poor person that you would never think would amount to anything. And suddenly you find him phenomenally successful. From the garbage dump. He can take somebody that's an Evian. Evian is somebody that doesn't have two nickels to rub together. And that person can suddenly... Everything can change in a minute. And even a person who is down, hard-pressed, down on his luck, with no prospects in store, even he can in a swift second suddenly be seated on a dais together with Nadiv Amay, the greatest, the greatest people. Every day we say in davening that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mashpil geim HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts down those people that are Gaivadik. And then he pulls up people that are low, he pulls up. The dreidel is constantly turning. Don't ever think for a second, I'm stuck in a certain massive in life. I'm cursed. I have a bad karma around me. Life never goes my way. Everything always just turns out bad for me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we say, can change all that in a second. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could be Magbi Ashvalim. 
And don't ever say either, I'm so great, I can never go down. Look how successful I am, look how amazing I am. No one will ever take me down. No, HaKadosh Baruch can. He takes the Balgaiva down, he pulls him down. There's a great Misa that happened once. Back in Europe, there was a person who was a very, very big Gavir, and he was like the richest man in the city. Multi, multi-millionaires, his family, and him, he was the head of the family. And he had a beautiful family, he had a wife, he had children, living in a mansion, beautiful. And he was sitting, you know, on the Mizrach band right next to the rabbi, and he was every, the whole city, like, idolized this guy, because he gave every, all the money to the shul, and the mikvah, he built the yeshiva, he was the king of the hill. And there was one thing, this Amuna thing, that was kicking around in his brain, that didn't allow him to sleep at night. And that is that we say every day in davening, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, Mashpil Geim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can take down the high, pull down the mighty. says, he can't pull me down. I don't believe that. I believe in the Yudgim but I don't believe that one. I don't believe that it's possible for him to take me down. How could he take me down? I am so divested. My portfolio is so well managed that nothing ever can stop me from being a millionaire. In case the stock market tanks, I have gold which is a hedge against the market. In case gold and the stock market for some reason tanks, I have real estate, I have bonds, I'm shorting the market at the same time that I'm longing it. I have everything in place, everything that I have, you can never take it away from me. I can never go down. How is God ever going to be able to be, to be mashbil me, to take me down? He didn't believe it. And he, this was really bothering him. To the degree, to the extent that one day he says, you know what, I don't believe this thing anymore. I don't believe the whole Judaism because I don't believe what, what I'm saying every day in my davening. And one day he had a crazy day and he was in a, he had a rough shtus that went through him. You know, sometimes we get a little bit crazy in the head and we do things that are really rash and illogical and irrational. And he goes to the local church and he goes into the Galach, the priest, and the priest knew this man, he was the head of town, everybody knew this man. And he said, uh, yes, Mr. Uh, Cohn, what can I do for you? He says, I'm here, I want to convert to Catholicism. He says, you're, you're, you're pulling my leg, right? You're joking. So no, I'm not joking. He says, you're the most prominent Jew in town, perhaps in the whole region. Why would you want to do that? Don't you know what that's going to do for you? Your name is going to be dirt. Everybody's going to be cursing you. says, I don't care. I don't believe anymore in Judaism. I'm going to try this exercise. And the Galat didn't believe him. And he says, I promise you that it's true. He says, there's only one way that I'm going to go through this process. And that's if you sign over all of your assets to the church. And he pulled out a piece of paper and he wrote down a contract on this and this day. Mr. Cohn came into my office and is bestowing all of his assets, all of his millions of dollars of real estate and stock and bond and gold, everything that he owns, he's giving it over to the church. 
and with a shaking hand, Cohen signs the document and they set a date for the actual conversion. And he goes into the street and all of a sudden it hits him, what did I do? He woke up, he became sober, he said, am I crazy? I gave over everything that I have, I was a respectable Jew, and for this, for the, to go to the church, and my wife is not going to ever look at me again, my kids, my in-law, my, 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 my son-in-laws, my daughter-in-laws, my grandchildren, I had a beautiful life and I gave it up for a shtus. And he goes in, crying to the local Rav, and he says, you're not going to believe what I did, I did the stupidest thing in my life. He says, why did you do it? He says, because I didn't believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could really be mashbul Gayim. I didn't believe it. So Rabbi said, now you can believe it, right? You see that the Rabbi Yisham can take even somebody like you with your portfolio and make you penniless. You've given it all over to the church. And now you see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mashbul Gayim. Your arrogance, your hubris, your gaiva, your grandeur is all nothing now. The galgal was chayzer, the dreidel spinned. And the man was crying and crying and remorseful and repentant. And the Rav said to him, Rav was a big tzaddik, says, you saw now with your own eyes that HaKadosh is mashpil geyim. He says, but now I will show you that HaKadosh is also magbi ashfalim. He says, come. And they look at the window outside the Rav's living room and it faced the church and there was a tremendous fire that was spreading in the church and the entire church and all the belongings and all the contracts within the church all burned down to the ground. And he says, never forget that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Kol Yachil. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could do anything that he wants. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could be mashpul Gehim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu be Magbi Ashfalim. It's all in the hands of the Rabbi Nishlam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Kol Yachil. Mikimi me'afar dal me'ashbais yaram evyan. HaKadosh Baruch Hu can even lift up the poorest and make him wealthy. In Gashmias, in Ruchnias, so many times we think, I have such a shvacha cup, I can't learn, I have no interest in learning. Every time I sit down and learn, I get a cell phone call, or I want to get a coffee, or I want to shmooze with my chavrusa, or I want to take a walk, or I want to stay in bed. I don't have interest in learning, I'm a mamish a dal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able to pull you up and make you great. The greatest G'dayim that we have, many of them, when they were young, they were hardly, hardly Iluyim. They just worked very hard. And with their persistence, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them a special Siat Dishmaya to become Ashirim of Lagim and Taira. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also Mashpil Gayim. There are many people that were Iluyim in Yeshivas that had great brains, Amazing minds, brilliant, and they didn't amount to anything in learning. All because Hakadosh Baruch Hu is able to be mashpul gayim. It doesn't matter the natural wattage you have in your brain. It's irrelevant when it comes to Tyra. Just like the amount of money and connections you have in the Gashmi Sticker world really doesn't amount to much either. 
If HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to be an usher, He will make you an usher. And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to be an Ani, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make you an Ani. And the Dreda will always spin the way the Rabbani Shalom wants it to. I saw a beautiful bar today from Rav Shamsher Hirsch. He says on the capital, which is most closely associated with Hanukkah, of course, Mizma Shir Hanukkah Sabayis David. And then we say, I will praise you, Hashem. I will exalt you, Hashem, for you have pulled me up. You didn't allow my enemies to be happy, to be, to be too happy, to be smug, seeing me fall. You didn't allow that. You made sure to lift me up. Kidilisani, it's a very unusual word, Kidilisani. And Rosham Shirafal Hirsch says that it comes from a Lashon of Dali. What is a Dali? A Dali is a pail. A Dali is a bucket. And what is a bucket? A bucket is something that is pulled up. It sits in a well, you get water into it, and you pull it up, and then you're able to take it out. But as long as you're pulling it, as long as you're holding it, it it's able to stay suspended in place. But the minute that you let that rope loose, it drops with great velocity back into the water. I praise you, I exalt you, because you are, you have lifted me up like a bucket. Meaning I don't feel a permanence in my, in my space that I'm in. I know that every success that I have, says David Amelch, is purely because you have deemed it appropriate for me to right now have that success. If I am able to be prosperous, it's because you are holding me in that place to be prosperous. It's not staying there on its own. There is nothing underneath me. The force of gravity will pull me down just as quickly as I was pulled up were it not for your hashgacha. I'm like a bucket, which I know is suspended only at your will. Only by the grace of God am I here, where I am. But I am not arrogant. I do not believe for a second that I am here because I am great. Or that I am here because of yadi, Because I am so strong. I am so brilliant. I am so powerful. Because I am so studious. I have such great connections. I am so... I'm amazing. A person that has that ashkafa will find that before long the dreidel will spin. The galga will be chayzer. And we might not find ourselves in that same place. It's only because the Rabbi Shalom is keeping me like a bucket suspended. That's why I am where I am. And that is the praise of Hallel. The praise of Hallel is understanding Rabbi Sai how vulnerable we are. We think that we're here because we're young, because we're youthful, because we're healthy, Baruch Hashem. We have some money, we have a future, and so we feel good about ourselves. We're supposed to feel good about ourselves. But we have to understand that when we're being Mahal Hashem, the only way that we could really have Akar Satayit is understanding that we are only where we are because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is suspending us here. 
Because we're being held up by the Rabbi Nishlam alone. That's why we're here. We are so vulnerable, we're vulnerable like the flames on the Menorah. That they go, but sometimes a, a wind comes and it flickers and it goes out. That's how our life is. The Ner Hashem Nishmasad, we're not as permanent as we think we are. We are not so self-existent as we might like to believe we are. And the more that we know this, the more that we understand that we are weak, we are vulnerable, and that we need the Rabbi to keep us where we are, the more we'll be able to be Mahalalim with a full heart. Tomorrow morning when we say Halal, it shouldn't be from a vantage point of I'm great, I'm perfect, and it's Hanukkah, so there's a din that we have to say Halal. That's not a Halal. Halal is a pshat that I know that I'm nothing. I know that I'm really a bucket, that I'm empty. I have nothing. There is no reason for me to be where I am, Baruch Hashem, except for the fact that the Rabbi Shalom wants me to be here. And that Karas with such an understanding, is altogether a different Karas than believing that I'm great and that I'm here because of my own prowess in business and learning and in, in, in grades and in, in, in graduate school and professional life. I'm here because the Rabbi Shalom wants me to be here. Last night, Rahman Utslan, there was a bacher that was driving a car in Flatbush, right on the block that I used to live before we moved out to Queens. I mamish lived on that corner. It's right next to a Hatzala garage, big Hatzala garage in Flatbush. There was a bacher who I heard from a few people that knew him personally. He was a Geshmaka bacher, he had a, a heart of gold, he was he taught his twenty five year old. Everybody loved him. <clears throat> on top of the world, everything, everything. He had looks, he had a nice family, he had good connections, great friends, very athletic, everything. And he was driving his car last night, and there was a drunken person who was driving opposite, they were racing, and, and they, at, at crazy speeds, smashed into him, and he died on the spot, this bacher. And the Levaya was, it was two nights ago, and the Levaya was this morning. And it was a wake-up call for everybody that's, that has an ear to understanding what's going on in the world, that we're not here forever. And that even when we're young, don't think that death is something that happens to people when they're 90, 100 years old, but it doesn't happen to you and I. It happens to everybody when the Rabbi Yishalom Paskins that it happens. Why it happens, we don't know. But when there's a gzair, when the Rabbi Shalom is guys that the dreidel has to spin and has to land a certain way, that's when it happens. And Akash Baruch is guys there, and we don't understand anything. And we are here. Akash Baruch is guys there, and We are a Makayim only because of the gzair of Hashem. We're not here by inertia, and when Akash Baruch wants to take us away, he takes us away. We're not here. We are only here because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is for some reason allowing us to be here. But He's suspending us the day or the moment that He doesn't want us to be or He will drop the bucket and that will be the end. That's the way we have to look at every day of our life. If we can look at it every day of our life as a gift from the Rabbi Shalom, that every predicament that we are in 
Bein l'tayv and bein l'mutav. It's always that because the Rebbeinu Shalom wants it. That's Ritzani Yisbarach. And when we come to Him and we praise Him, we're singing His praise because we genuinely understand that You have lifted me up and You have made me what I am. That's when we can properly be mahalal on Chanukah, on Mizma Shir Chanukah Sabayis L'David, Arimim Chashem Kidilisani, Fulaisimach Taibali. On Purim last year, I don't know if any one of you were here, I hope you were, I pour him in my house. I taught the island there in Nigan that a rabbi of mine taught me. His name was Ramesh Fruchten. He was an unbelievable rabbi. And he unfortunately died very young as well. He was in the prime of his life. He was strong. He was a gibar. I remember when I, I, he was my 7th and 8th grade rabbi. He wasn't, I wasn't left back. I was, uh, he just happened to be a rabbi for both 7th and 8th grade. And... I remember when he, I would sit in the front row and when he would put on his tefillin, I remember he had like bulging muscles. I was so like in awe. Like of a, he was so cool. Mamish like a gib, mamish a gibar. And then he got Yana Machla a couple of years later and, and Nebuch, he died, he left over in Almana and Yusayimim. But when we were in seventh grade, he invited us to his house on a night of Hanukkah and it was a big deal. We lived in Long Beach, and you know we were never—I don't think we were ever in Brooklyn in our life. And it's not that far away, you know, geographically. Just, you know, just a different world. And we went to his house in Flatbush, and his wife, I remember, was popping popcorn. And he made it so beautiful for us. And he opened so many of our eyes to Tyra. And the dreidel spinned on him. But he taught us a niggin that night of these words, I don't know if I have the voice for it anymore, but I'll try to sing it. And I hope if some of you remember from Purim, you'll join me. And if not, it's a fairly easy niggin to pick up. Maybe you'll be able to pick it up as well. Araimim Hashem Kidili Sawani Kidili Sawani Kidili Sawani Araimim Hashem Kidili Sawani Kidili Sawani Kidili Sawani Araimim
Oh uh-huh.